We're about to begin the third chapter in Rus. In the first chapter, we learned of the abandonment of the Jewish people by the family of Elimelech, and we read and studied, too, about their return, the return of Naomi and Rus. In the second chapter, we learned of Rus's leket, of Rus going out and humiliating herself in a way by picking up the grains that the harvest is dropped in the field, but how she finds out that the field belongs to a man named Boaz, and what an aristocratic and generous and sensitive man he is. And he sees in her something special, and she continues to say, I'm not special, I'm not even worthy to be one of your maidservants. But she goes home with her, um, everything she gained, everything she had, and she brings it back to Naomi. Naomi finds out that Boaz is involved here, and Naomi realizes Rebona Shlolem has set the stage now, and I've got to make some things happen. And she sets about now in Perakimel to rather energetically and uh, manipulatively, one might say, to engineer um, the next step in the uh, encounter of Rus and Boaz. So, Naomi, the mother-in-law, her mother-in-law, says to her, to Rus. And this is the end of the, you might say, this is the end of the, the quiet story. Now things really get hot. Hello. I am looking now for a Manoach for you. A Manoach really is a Shidduch. I'm looking for a Shidduch for you. Remember, when Naomi was trying to convince Orpah and Rus to go back to Moab, she said to them, Umitseno menucha isha beis isha. And go back and find your Manoach, find your quiet, your, your, your tranquility, find your hope and your peace by your husband. And Orpah did that and returned, but Rus didn't. So now Naomi says, I want you to find a Manoach here, and I'm going to set things up so that they happen. Chazal say here something of great insight, and that is, B'kan she'ein le'isho kodas ruach elobo a woman never finds, never is satisfied, never finds ultimate um, uh, completion, ultimate uh, sense of, of uh, fit, good fit, until she's married and with her husband. In the words of Rav Lipovitz, this, these words of Chazal, Without a husband, a woman does not have any pleasure, does not have any sense of self, does not have any self-worth. Rav Lipovitz says, Zehu limud psychologi. This is an important psychological lesson. Sheshum davar ba'olam, nothing in the world. Lo osher v'lo gedula v'afil lo malchut, not wealth, not greatness, not even royalty. Eino misugal haknos liisha. None of that can give a woman et hakoach hanavshi hanikra menucha that spiritual power which is called menucha. Only when she's married with a husband, only man and wife can enjoy this ultimate menucha. But look to what Naomi tries to do. And here we must be very sensitive. Naomi is taking a great risk. She's taking a risk now of shaming Boaz. She's taking a risk of shaming Rus. She's taking a risk that Boaz will be insulted, that Boaz will be angry at Rus. She's taking a tremendous risk. But Naomi senses 
that destiny, the Rebona Shlolem, is moving towards the ultimate union, the marriage of Boaz and Rus, and therefore, and it has to be hastened, and therefore she engineers this whole situation, taking great risks that the whole thing might blow up in her face, being confident that God will use the the hishtadlut, the, the efforts that she is putting forward here, and make it all turn out right. So she says to Rus, Viato halo voaz modatonu, Boaz our dear friend, Asher hoyis esna arosov that you were with his maidens, hinehu zora es goren hasodem halayla tonight. He's going to be by the granary, by the barley granary, and he's going to be doing some winnowing. It's fascinating. Tadikim emonam chovev aleihem yoser megufom lefisha ein poshtim yedeim begezel the Gemara says in Masechasota to explain. Boaz, the landowner, the nobleman, the great judge, he's got to go out alone himself at night and do this physical work. Can he trust somebody else to do it? The answer is, tzaddikim are very careful. It's a very important lesson. Tzaddikim, even if they're wealthy, protect their wealth. They don't throw it out. They don't trust others necessarily. They're careful about it. Why? Because whatever they've achieved, they've achieved through honesty, honest toil, not through thievery. And therefore, Boaz himself went out to do this work, and Naomi knew it. Naomi knew it. And said, he's going to be there at night. Okay? Verochatz, I want you to bathe. Vosacht, and to anoint yourself. and put on your pretty garments. and you go and meet him there in the dead of night. Altivodileish, don't let anyone know about the secret. He's going to go at night. He's going to have a little sandwich with him when he finishes eating and drinking sandwiches and a coke. Eating and drinking, then you approach him. Then you do what I tell you next. But first, bathe. Anoint yourself and put on these clothing. And Chazal say, Bathe, go to the mikveh to get rid of the tumor of idolatry. Vesacht, anoint yourself, anoint yourself with mitzvah. put on your clothing. What special clothing could she have had? Big day Shabbos. Notice in the Kesiv, the Kari, the way we read it is Vioradet HaGoran, you will go down to the Goran. But in the Kesiv, the way it's written, it's Vioradet HaGoran, I will go with you. Zechusi Tereit Imoch, I'm going to go with you. My Zechusim are going to go with you. Very, very similar here to that which Rivka tells Yaakov. Yaakov, go out and do this crazy thing, pretend you're Esau, blah, blah, blah. It's not the nicest thing in the world to do. In case you're worried about it, Allah kill us, It's my problem, says Rivka, not yours, Yaakov. And here, too, Naomi is saying to Rus, I'm asking you to do this thing which is brazen, but I'm taking responsibility for it. I'm with you. And it will come to pass when he will lie down to go to sleep. You will know where he is lying, where he is going to sleep. Uvos, you should approach him there where he's sleeping. Vigilis Margalosov and uncover his his uh, uh, feet. Vishochaft and lie down next to it. And he will tell you what to do. Naomi was confident, very confident, that Boaz, 
the great tzaddik, and the Rebonish Lolam with whom she's relying upon here, will make it so that when Boaz is startled, as he will soon be, by this whole scene, he will not just say, go away from here, you brazen hussy. He would realize that something is involved here, that this is Ruth, the person he knows to be so modest and so special. There's something going on here, and he will do what he has to do. So I rely upon that. Vatomari Leho and Ruth doesn't argue, doesn't say yes, but, doesn't say, what are you nuts? What kind of Mishigas is this? But rather she says, Kol Asher Tomri Eli I will do whatever you ask me to do. Vatered Hagoren, and she indeed does, she goes down to the granary. And she did everything, everything that her mother-in-law asked her to do. Boaz, indeed, she came there, and Boaz ate, and he drank exactly as Naomi had predicted. He was at a good meal. He went down to sleep at the, at, at, beside a bundle of wheat. Vatovo Valot, she quietly came. Vatagal Margolosov, she uncovered his, his feet. Vatishkov, and she laid down. Vayehi Bachatsi Halaylo, famous words. And the happen came to pass in the middle of the night. And he woke, obviously, and he realized there's a, there's a young girl here, there's a young woman here. And he was shocked, he trembled. Vayecherad Hoish Vayilo face, he trembled and he was faint. There's a woman lying by his feet. So he is shocked. And this happens when Vayehi Bachatsi Halailo. Now these words, Vayehi Bachatsi Halailo, are very, very famous words. And they are words that we find associated with the most important events in the history of the Jewish people. And Chazal here comment in a powerful way. David HaMelech says in Tehillim, David says, I will wake up at midnight to praise you for your righteous ways. David woke up every night at midnight. And he remembered the midnights of Jewish history. He remembered the Chatzos Laila. He remembered the Vayihi Bechatzi Halayla of Jewish history. Because Vayihi Bechatzi Halayla, that was when Sodor was saved from Paro. Vayihi Bechatzi Halayla, that's when the Jewish people left Egypt. Vayihi Bechatzi Halayla, that's when Sancherev had his downfall. All of these downfalls of Paro, of Mitzrayim, of Sancherev had happened Vayihi Bechatzi Halayla. And David was thankful for that but here was a which is a good thing, a righteous thing, an important thing. Important for Sora in that first story, important for the Jewish people. And Dovid Melech, at this point, Chazal say, said, The favor that you, God, did to my ancestors, four mothers and forefathers, at this moment, Boaz could have said, go away from me. Who are you? What kind of a terrible, flirtatious, loose woman are you? And that would be the end of it. And David would say, that would have been the end of me. Instead, he blessed her. 
he realized that there's something going on here beyond uh, a crazy seduction. And he said to her, Boaz to Rus, who are you? I am Rus, your, your maid servant. You protected me. You spread your wings over me. Because after all, you are my redeemer. You protected me because you are a close relative who must redeem me. And he said, Oh, he said to her, you deserve a brocha. And a brocha from the Rebona Shlova. Because this most recent chesed, namely, to follow your mother-in-law and to set things up to marry me, rather than to become engaged to one of the bochurim, one of the young lads, I'm an old man, who might be poor, might be rich, that's a great chesed that you're doing. Greater than the original chesed that you did, which was to leave your family, your birthplace, etc. A great, great chesed. Again, the word chesed. The gerus was chesed, and the uh, agreement to follow Naomi's bold script here was also a great chesed. Va'atobiti. Now, my daughter, don't be afraid. You might be afraid. In fact, I'll say she was afraid that she'd be, he'd turn her over to the police and say, there's this woman who came after me. She's guilty of what we call nowadays reverse sexual harassment, and she's a terrible person, and who knows? She might be thrown to jail. She may be killed. He says to her, don't be afraid. I will do everything you say. Everyone knows in the gates, meaning the leaders, the judges, the courts know that you are an Eishes Chayil. Call, he calls her an Eishes Chayil, just like the Pesach called him an Ishchayil. So there's a good Shidduch here. He is an Ishchayil, she is an Eishes Chayil, and he acknowledges that. And now, Ki Omnom. It is indeed true that I am a Goel. I am the closest relative, but one, as we will soon see, to, to Naomi, to Elimelech. And therefore, it is my responsibility to redeem you and all that that means. However, there's one person who's a closer relative than I, someone whose name is Tov, who we will soon meet. But therefore, Boaz says to her, Lini Halaila, stay here at night. It's the middle of the night. I don't want you leaving, going back yourself. Dangerous. Foyavaboker will be in the morning. It's interesting. Boaz could have said, get out of here. I don't want to see you. I just get home however you get home. I don't care. Here's $10 for a cab. He doesn't say that. He says, stay here. What's well, a risk? I'm taking the risk. Foyavaboker, and then it will come morning. And we will set things up. If the other fellow redeems you and he buys the property that your family, Elimelech's family, sold, and he takes over and marries you and restores the lineage, you go, let him do that. But if he doesn't want to, then I promise, I'll do it. I swear it, stay here till morning. And indeed, stayed there until the morning. And Chazal say that the Nisayon, the test of Boaz, was even greater than the test of Yosef. 
that Yosef, we know, resisted the seductions of his master's wife. And here, um, Yosef, Yosef HaTzadik, the Gemara says in Meseches Yomo, Taflamet Hei, was Boaz. He had this Rus next to him all night, and he didn't lay a hand upon her. And Rashi there says, why more than Yosef? She was not a married woman. And she was with him in bed. She was with him in the same Dalaramos. Well, Yosef, Ashes is choice. Yosef was a married woman, easier to resist. He wasn't in bed with her. So Boaz shows the strength of, of Yosef and then more. And she woke up very early, before Mishiyakir, before dawn. And he said, let it not be known that the woman came to this granary. And he said to her, give me the, the kerchief that you're wearing. Hold on to the kerchief, the two ends of it. Indeed, she did. He took three barley grains, I'm sorry, six barley grains. And he placed these six barley grains on the spread kerchief. And he went back to town and she will see in the next pasuk. So she came to her mother-in-law. What's this business of the six <coughs> barley grains? As I'll say, it's a symbolic thing. Obviously, you can't sustain yourself on six barley grains. But he wanted very much that she not return reikom. She not return empty-handed. As you will see in Pasuk Zion, Rus quotes him as saying, Al-tovoi reikom Do not come empty-handed. So now's not the time to give her a big present. I'm going to give her six barley grains, a symbolic something, so that you don't back, go back to her empty-handed reikom. And Chazal say, this reikom, lo kereikom shenema b'mitzrayim. It's not like the Reikom by Mitzrayim. The Jews were told, and they had all the booty from Mitzrayim. Where the Pasuk says, you can't send out a freed slave empty-handed, you've got to give him all kinds of good things. But rather, but a small gift, when the Jewish people go up on Yom Tif, we are told, don't come empty-handed. But it doesn't mean we have to come with six bullocks and ten sheep at this and that. No, we can come with a small gift. And so, too, he gave her this small gift. And Chazal say, Because he took these six barley grains, and put place them in this cloth, they were privileged to have six famous tzaddikim, Malche Yehuda. She came back to her mother-in-law, Vatomer, and her mother-in-law said to her, Miyat Biti, what's happening? She told her everything that the man did for her. Vatomer, and she said, here are the six barley grains. He told me, don't come back to your mother empty handed. Here are six barley grains. Vatomer, and she said, okay, we pulled it off. You met him. The worst didn't happen. We set up a situation as best as we could. He knows that you would like him to marry you. I would like him to marry you. And he knows he wants to marry you. 
he'll be a goel, but he's a halachic Jew. And there's another goel who takes precedent. So he's going to set things up. Everything will be okay. He'll do it, and he'll do it immediately. Sit down now. Now it's time to wait. No more dramatic, bold actions. Now wait. And don't worry. Leave it up to Boaz. He will not be quiet. He will not be passive. He will do things. He will do what has to be done, and he will do it. Hayom. I'll say. Tzadikim act quickly, quickly, swiftly, no delay, no procrastination. I want to just quote to you, to end this Perak Gimel, some words from Rav Yosef Lipovitz, whose commentary I have been drawing upon in these um, talks. He writes, the Mephorshim say that Nomi here is trying to quiet Rus, calm her down, and prevent her from doing anything further. It would seem that Rus came back from this encounter very disappointed. She went so far as to ask him to marry her. She said, Spread your wings over your servant. She asked him, Marry me, protect me, take me in. Lonely smile, wasn't fulfilled. He didn't listen to that on the spot. Not only didn't he do it, but he all of a sudden introduced a new guy, some stranger who's going to come along and perhaps he's going to marry me. And then not only won't I have Boaz, but I'll have this creep who might come along. But Naomi is confident. Naomi had no vision of what's going to happen here. She just said, Remember, leave it to Boaz, leave it up to him. Indeed, that happened. But at this point, it's all in Boaz's court. It's all up to Boaz. Boaz said what he said, says Naomi. And you can depend upon Boaz all the way. He's going to do what he says. He's a man of honesty, he's a man of integrity. Words of Chazal, Hain Shalohem Hain, the love Shalohem love. The yes of a tzaddik is yes, and the no of a tzaddik is no. He's going to do it, and he's going to do it today. And it's on this note that the dramatic and frightening uh, chapter 3 of Rus comes to a conclusion.